trending news right now. Looking at what's happened in terms of hashtags and headlines in the last 24 hours, Adekunle Oolabi joins us to do that, who is journalist, researcher and social commentator via uh, telephone coming to us uh, from uh, Nigeria. How are you this Thursday, Ade? Uh, morning, Asanda. I'm doing good. Um, I'm doing well. It's been quite a journey following rallies up and down, but um, I'm coping. Yes, I'm sure it's busy, and, and we're glad that you are coping. Um, let's talk about today, hashtag gunman attack, firstly, uh, happening here in the country where a school principal has survived a shooting after gunmen attacked um, his officers. This was in KZN. Yeah, it's quite an unfortunate uh, situation. When the news broke, it became personal to me because Osizweni um, uh, is my hood. And I have actually did some work in Osizweni, Makateni, Newcastle, in, in KZN. Mm. So when this news broke, it, it became, it was quite really disturbing. And I had to try to understand what could actually uh, be the reason, which is still quite unknown, and as to why would uh, a school principal would be a target and um, in this attempted uh, murder that was reported um, it, it miraculously he survived and it was it wasn't uh, shot it didn't uh, sustain any gunshot wounds and but it's quite a trauma for someone to have gone through uh, such an ordeal in the early hours of the morning yeah we say it's, it's unfortunate but it's also quite miraculous he was shot at three times and all three bullets missed him but i mean of course there's trauma now that he needs to uh, uh, deal with yes you, you have to a situation because now we now have to look at how how he's going to 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 manage that of course he won't be able to return to the school anytime soon and we can only uh, pray for 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 speedy progress on his side and and it's i mean it's an issue of insecurity has been looming but now uh with uh, with uh someone as, as a school principal in a place of learning and the hours of the morning is it's just something that is uh, rather uh bizarre to mm-hmm. to to finally news let's talk hashtag da march then and and i hope i mean he's uh, going to be well and that just is that i mean it's just crazy how people can come into guns i mean into schools with guns as well the hashtag da march the western cape anc are saying that the da march uh, to lutuli house is misdirected the nc says that the da should rather march to escom offices um we we don't know in this time it's every opposition is is using this as a time to actually throw, uh, throw punches at the ruling party and of course um they should uh, they have a right to protest at the ANC offices because they are in the ruling party and they are responsible for whatever happens at ESCOM yes um if they have gone to um, ESCOM um, maybe they felt it will have uh, probably produced a, a, a better a result and of course it is politics at the end of the day and it is a peaceful protest there were no report of vandalism or thereabout but it is just a way of da trying to let uh, anc knows that 
this is one of their shortcomings for them being in power and they have been challenged uh, to be able to uh, resolve um, the, the power uh, crisis in the country as quickly as possible because we can't even begin to unpack uh, the consequences and, and from jobs, losses, uh, morgues, having dead bodies and so many issues that are involved, finances and economic uh, impact on, on uh, from, from ESCOM in this situation. So I think ANC can be defensive and this, of course they would want them to go to ESCOM but they did pass the message and I take ANC get the message now. Of course, I mean, just yesterday we were talking the ANC in KZN saying uh, the nurses tariff increase is something that ESCOM needs to resolve and, and sort of shifting the blame there as well. The DA is saying the ANC policies are responsible for what we are now experiencing in the country as far as their protest on load shedding and ongoing load shedding that is. And, and then that's the other question that is going to be a bit difficult for the ANC who are governing a nation to take national matters to somebody else's blame or fault. I don't know how that distinction goes there in terms of how we see it as the general public. It, it also comes to um, accountability and also um, uh, as a ruling party, uh, this is not the time to actually... Um, this is the time to actually own up and the problems and the corruption, the sabotage. What have you that people are actually pointing out as excuses as to why ESCOM has not been able to And ESCOM is it's it's being run by the ANC. They have involvement in, in, in ESCOM and they are responsible for it, be it EFF or DA or any other opposition, PA or Action SA. They all have right to put pressure on the, on the ANC, but they are the ruling party and they are responsible for how the country is run. So I think good point for DA for putting pressure on ANC. Uh, talking of protests, the hashtag historic student debt, uh, a protest that EFF Students Wing uh, is uh, embarked on. They're demanding free higher education and they want historic debt for students to be scrapped. It's, it's quite it's going to be a difficult one. And of course, it's we've seen it just took me back to the time of Christmas fall as to what actually happened, how the students were able to fight for that. And in this situation where uh, money is actually a problem now and the country is actually piling up debt and even trying to get um, funding and loans from uh, from creditors as to how they can actually uh, push the country forward with um, EFF student um, pushing for this cancellation of student debt. I'm sure uh, the minister would have to find a way out because the EFF have put their foot on the ground and saying that they're not going to back down. Alongside cancellation of debt, they also protesting about NASPAS allowances and also handing of lotion in schools, hospitals and, and clinics. And it's, it's just a crisis in in the country right now and it's just at a bad time to actually be calling for cancellation of debts uh, right now 
electricity is at the top of agenda of government in the country right now. And um, we're trying to find money to see how they can push ESCOM to, to light up the country. I'm not entirely sure how this is going to play out. But of course, everyone has right to push forward their, their requests uh, in form of protests or, of course, peaceful protests and, and put the government on their toes. Tough time for, for the Minister of Higher Education, but he will have to answer to the to the uh, EFF uh, student uh, uh, command. Okay, let's move overseas then. Hashtag Modi uh, going there in India. So there is a, a film by BBC that's been compiled, a documentary, and that questions the India's Prime Minister Narendra Modi's role in the 2002 riots. And Modi doesn't want India to watch this. Yeah, it's um, it's actually another um, shocking story, and it took everyone back in 2002 and trying to understand. I think I was actually just left high school at the time, and BBC had to bring this uh, documentary, and um, so that um, they actually probably to provide some sort of clarity and unanswered question because we've seen that the the Muslim minority and the Hindus majority in India have always had clashes and in uh, back and forth. And we've seen this violent um, issues, um, situation that happened in 2002 in this riot. And they actually wanted to provide clarity. And they also explained that they've actually worked around the editorial guidelines in terms of when this production was actually made and having to see Modi blocking this from green screen it's actually quite um, it's, it's quite unfortunate and this is also a threat to press freedom and also um, to having government uh, suppressing access to information it's also not a good thing of course it will definitely affect his uh, his personal image and also the image of India as a free country as well and the human rights reports about this is not so good and um, I would really um, I'm not really surprised but I think um, the Indian government needs to actually reconsider this and this may actually uh, have impact on the reputation of the country. So it's, it's back in February 2002 when a train with Hindu pilgrims returning from temples going home caught fire and 59 people were killed and this two-part uh, BBC film is questioning the Indian Prime Minister's leadership during the riots. But is it necessarily pointing the finger at him or just asking questions? I guess we, we don't know because they keep removing it from wherever it's posted. Uh, absolutely. It's, um, it's because uh, it, I think if you're not guilty, it's, it's why would you want to block it? And the reason for this is not actually to to bring any sort of prosecution or reopening of any cases. But there were unpublished reports about from the British government about the, the riots as well, which uh, Modi also could think that it could be implicated in in his involvement in the in when when the hindus were actually attacking the muslims and and they actually alleged that um, they didn't actually stop the, the 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 riot on time which resulted to more people getting killed and if they are not implicated if they are not guilty then why block the the clip uh, the documentary, which is some of the questions that is being raised on Twitter. And no matter how much pressure they put on YouTube and other social media, I think there's always a way of getting the documentary out. And 
truths that cannot be suppressed. Yeah, that's the thing. It's difficult to control social media. So as much as they've removed 50 tweets linking to the documentary, as you say, and also YouTube being instructed to block any videos, it, one wonders how long that will last, that trying or that attempted blockage, because social media, as we know, moves pretty quickly and it's all over the, the world. Opposition leaders and journalists and activists, are they doing something about this? Are they saying something? Yes, absolutely. There is a lot of pressure on Indian right now, especially the Human Rights Watch is actually beating this story and encouraging every human rights activist out there to push India to allow the screening of this documentary. And, and knowing that the CEO of Google is an Indian person and, and also the former CEO of, of Twitter obviously was also India, also knowing that they have roles and allegiance to the, the, the prime minister as well. And, and that is also something that is being brought to conversations and around the suppression of information in this digital age. And um, India being known as a free society, of course, the, the impact, the, the, the issue around Hindus and Muslims keep popping out every now and then in news and also in communities about issues around uh, faith and uh, interreligious uh, fight, but this documentary uh, it is something that they want it to be screened and they want to provide knowledge and understanding how the investigation went. Alright, let's leave it there uh, for today. Thanks again, Ade, and uh, all the best with all that you are doing, running around. Please save. Yeah, thank you, Afsanda. It's always good to be on the show. Thank pleasure. you. Ade Kunle Olabi, journalist, researcher and social commentator discussing trending news.